0: Hello Mel and welcome to the True Nature Podcast. Thank you so much for being my very first projector guest.
1: I'm super honoured. Thank you so much for having me on. I am already a fan of your podcast.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I was actually a little bit nervous to reach out to you as my first projector guest. I have a bit of a confession for you. It's um, when we, did we start learning Living Your Design Guide Training together? Because I know we've been in a lot of studies together, but I don't know if that was my first experience of you. Or was it even ABCs or cartography? It's all a blur. 2020 was just like
1: total human design paradise. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, my confession is after we'd been on our first call, I cried. (laughs) Because I was just like... I cannot keep up with these brilliant projectors I cannot do it that you like as a projector right you're here to master a system and you know so much and you know it was it was my not self-mind talking to me like trying to prove myself it's all okay (laughs) we you know we can serve in different ways but now I've shifted and like My obviously both my kids are projectors and I just, I so appreciate projectors and how wise, like the wisdom that you're born with, like it's incredible what comes out of projector's mouths, tiny little kids and how good it feels as a generator to be asked questions by a projector because of your penetrating aura. And you, my friend, ask really good questions. And uh, I'm very glad to have you here. Thank you. Wow, what a confession!
1: I honestly <laughs> had no idea. But what I find really fascinating about that is that uh, you and I are both five ones. Yes. And there's just something to be said for that first line body because there is always that insecurity that the foundation is not enough. I mean, we have these plateaus where we get to the place where it where it is. There's that, I guess you could say, confidence, that readiness to share, but even as a projector, I, I, it's like, I, I relate very much, especially with my undefined ashna Like I just, it's like, but do I really know? Do mm-hmm. I really know?
0: Yeah. 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 And that's what drives us right. With our first line bodies to keep on, keep on learning, keep on researching, keep on investigating until how has it been for you? I've found recently that my body finally f- has found some kind of sp- foundation to start talking about human design how how, what what's your experience been of feeling a bit of security
1: i've noticed is that i will only be faced with what i'm ready to handle it's it's just it and this saying and I, i i use it all the time you don't have to be great to start but you have to start to be great and it's that trust now, especially as a 5-1 quad right who's designed to have things just pulled out of me, that whoever is in front of me, whoever is asking, if that question is correct for me to answer, if, 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 I am, if that projection is correct for me to fulfill, I'm going to have the exact right thing to say to that person person and that's part of my authority defining channel channel perfected form it's unconscious so my throat gates are unconscious so I don't even know my mind can can go crazy worrying about is my form perfect but it's when that gets out of the way and I'm just myself authentically people will always come back to me and it could be months later and say you know that thing that you said and I'm like I don't remember, I mean, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but it's like, it was exactly what I needed to hear at that time and it changed my life. And I'm like, wow, I'm always surprised. Even when I feel like I'm at my worst, I have had people come back to me and say either that session or this, because I'm not perfect. I have times where I'm even working with somebody and I'm like, I'm a total charlatan. This is total bullshit. They're gonna think that it's funny because I've, I've talked to that. I've talked to people about that. And they're like, if you were a charlatan, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't even be doubting yourself. So anyways, all this to say that it's really when the mind gets out of the way. um, And I realize as a left angle being, yes, I am absolutely a stranger of consequence there's a greater reason why that person has crossed my path. So whatever it is that's pulled out of me, as long as it's practical, there are there's a really good chance that it's going to land with that person, whether it's immediately, whether it's sometime in the future, and it's going to be perfect, no matter my level of mastery. My mastery will be always correct in that moment for that individual.
0: Mm. I can feel myself exhaling. And this is something that I recognize so much in you. And I'm so grateful to you for the role model five one that you are to me, because we're, we are both five ones and you have how many 10 first, fifth, uh, 10 fifth lines, is it? Nine. 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 I've got your chart here, but I didn't count up the fives. Um, you've always, well, since we've been studying together, how you've appeared to me is someone who has really accepted that, that being a five one Whereas when, when we first met, I was still in the woundedness of the of being a 5-1 and how, uh, yeah, it's that projection field. This is quite hard to, like I, I don't know the projections that are coming my way. Unless someone tells me the projections, I don't know what they are, right? And so I've been struggling with the wounds of taking on projections, which were not for me. Um, but you have nine. And I know that on your YouTube channel, you have a really good video about 5-1, which I'll link underneath this one. But um, I can feel myself really relaxing when you say that you you just know that you're here to be a stranger of, con- of consequence. And I've he- heard that what, these words come out of your mouth before and that you just trust that. Because I really resonate. I have an undefined heart like you do. And so not knowing the value, and I also have an undefined throat, so not knowing the value, not knowing if, if I've, I don't even remember what I've said. And so, and I've had the same experience where people have come back and have sh- shared, oh, this was, this really helped. And I don't know what it was. And you can't repeat it because it was only for them in, in, that, in that moment. Do you feel like sharing... Um, how you came to anchor into the five one profile, how you really came to accept it. If you have, maybe I'm just projecting this onto you.
1: (laughs) Oh no, to be honest, a profile for me is as important as type and authority. Honestly, um, it's, it's like, everything it's everything because if if i don't understand my role just like where i fit in you can't separate that you can't separate profile from your definition it's it's just it's so relevant and it's so important and and not embodying it um for, uh, from a place of like, you know, mentally strategizing, like, okay, I need to be like the, the classic five one. It's, it's not that at all, but it's like when you really get it and there's something that you said it was, it was brilliant um, about like just having been in that wounded place of the five and not really understanding the projections. It's useless for me to get hung up in what people are projecting onto me. I mean, there's very, there's very typical things, just like classic five stuff, the savior, which is a line in my design. I know that people will, they're like, Oh, like Melanie, not everybody. There's some people that don't see that, which is it's, you know, there's, there's good, the bad, the ugly. But the thing is, is that when I have like, just like, distilled it down to the very root is expectation. People will always have expectations of me that I'm this, that I'm that, that I'm going to provide this and the other thing. And, and it, it has been interesting because as you know, for us five familiarity breeds contempt. And when somebody gets to know me, there's always that, oh, I thought you were so much more like this or, and, and it like, it's, it's amusing to me at this point. So the biggest thing for me about really stepping into my role as a five one is first and foremost, just thriving in the fact that I will never be satisfied with the superficial. I just won't. Going deep, going deep into whatever it is that really lights me up I'm desire driven i'm here to be a follower of a way that is splenically aligned and so I mean, the people who know me they know that when i'm freaking into something i am all in um it's been a real learning curve with human design to start seeing how i could actually live out my motivation in a very distorted way with my undefined Ajna being almost like that classic two, four missionary, it's like, no, I'm a five, one. And yes, even though I'm here to recondition people, um, it's really through recognition and invitation. Mm -hmm. So stepping into that five, one as a projector, I mean, a lot of it really has been to just wait in the wings, like do my thing, geek out, um, you know, Zelda, (laughs) like the video game there back in the day, I think it was Nintendo or something. And it, it just makes me think of that little like forest creature with their little satchel and they're going around and like getting these little jewels and these little tools and putting them in the satchel. And that's what it's like for me as a one projector. I'm, I'm like that Zelda just collecting things and then they're there. And I can't tell you to what extent I'm almost like a, a, a matchmaker with resources for people. Mm-hmm. So it's not even that I necessarily have to have the answers, especially with my open head, but for whatever reason, I've got my stash. Somebody asked, oh, it's like, hold on, rummage around. Oh, here, is this what you're looking for? Oh my God, that was exactly what I was looking for. So it's I'm just I just have fun with it now I just have fun with it now and I really trust that I will never be given something that I can't handle and if it doesn't feel right for me it's because that's not the thing for me to handle and it's been a joy for me now to be able to say thanks but you know just that art of being gracious of being able to say no but with love it's like I don't have to cling.
0: I don't have to prove so it's been really nice Mm, I love that image so much of Zelda. <laughs> I love that. I feel like Zelda too. <laughs> um, I, I was going to ask you and you've kind of brought it in, but so your business, do you want to tell me a little bit about your work? And then I'd love to know as a 5.1 Splenic Projector, how you go about your business? Good questions. So, um,
1: I had really chronic health issues growing up, very mysterious, and I would just like go from doctor to doctor, and it was just this exhausting process, very, um, there was so much shaming too, like being shamed by doctors and being told that it was psychological and this and that, when, I mean, it obviously, there is a very distinct relationship between the body and the mind. And so um, it happened to actually be the day with the Twin Towers, September 11th, 2001. I was in the worst place ever, ever. I was unable to move off the couch. I was in so much pain. And my mother, who never turns on the TV that morning for whatever reason, she wanted to check the weather. She turned it on. And it wasn't even CNN or anything. It was like some, I guess, a news station in New York. And we saw the planes. We're like, what is going on? And then, of course, we switched over to CNN, and it was, and I was there on the couch, and they were replaying the images like over and over. And I just remember feeling, this is what's happening inside of me, and if if I don't, if there has to be another way, or I'm going to die. Like it was just so bleak, and that's what set me on my path. And so, in 2001, I met. who was my, my Reiki master. I learned Reiki. That's how I got into holistic health. And then she was studying this like really cutting edge um, system of healing in Florida and asked if I would be her Guinea pig. So she was doing all kinds of experiments on me. Um, and slowly, but surely my life started to change. Like things were changing. And I remember saying to her, do you think that it's the body talk? Because this is the name of uh, of the modality body talk. And she's like, you think? So at the time, anyways, I ended up getting into the natural health industry. I started working at a natural pharmacy. I became the manager and I was still pursuing these treatments. And then all of a sudden I was invited to take the body talk fundamentals. I didn't have the money, but I just knew that I had to do it. So I ended up getting a lot of credit and I did the courses and anyways, one thing after another and in 2009, yeah, I officially broke off to start my private practice in holistic health like technically, I started in 2008. I was working out of the center where I was also doing admin. And then in 2009, I broke off. And then I've had my private practice in holistic health ever since. So people come to see me for all kinds of ailments like pain, uh, depression, anxiety, uh, life path, uh, you name it. I mean, it's basically people are like, well, I want to send somebody to you, but I don't really know what you do. What do you do? I'm like, just tell them, go see Melanie. She'll take care of it like because that's it it's like i don't have a formula i deal with individuals there's no cookie cutter there's no one size all which is why human design was just like the perfect combination so um
0: so that's really how everything started for me mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm wondering, do you think it's because you hadn't been listening to your splenic authority that you got so ill?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, so I'm a projector who grew up in a family of generators. And my mother, my father, my sister, they're all generators. And I don't I I didn't realize to what extent I am empathic, how much I'm taking in. If you look at my design, I have only three centers defined. So my spleen, my G and my throat. And, um, I do, I mean, I think everything really is a combination of nature and nurture. Um, a lot of it, too, was just not living in alignment with my design, but there were also things that were just almost like energetically imposed that I was taking in. Um, had I had this knowledge when I was young, it would have drastically changed my life, but this was the timing. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Maybe we can come back to how it feels like your splenic um, yes and no, like your splenic awareness. I'd love to come back to that, but, but um, before I forget, because I completely over-national, it will just fly away. I'd love to dive into the individualized health because um, as, the, as I see, it's the only way forward. And so I'm seeing you, Zelda, with your box, with your backpack of tools. And you can't explain what you do on a website, I imagine. I imagine there's not really a description for what you do. And especially, well, I don't know how many people have heard of Body Talk in the first place. There you are, the heretic, you know, with your <laughs> with with a different tool that's that's normally used. And and pe- people just say, go to Mal and she'll she'll help you. What does that look like when you when someone comes in and you take them in as an individual
1: can I can I like preface that with something yeah. yeah yeah of course I would be lying if I said that it was not challenging to always my whole life to have been kind of like on the cutting edge of whatever because I I have the gift of recognition. And I also have, for whatever reason, I'm always put in, like, things are brought to me in such, just like, really impeccable timing. But it's like my timing, not necessarily the world's timing. And so I remember it was in 2016, I was invited to It's like a Deepak Chopra event and I'm sitting there and he's talking about epigenetics and everybody's like wow yeah this is amazing and I'm like I've been doing this for 10 years 10 10 years and it's like people are only finally catching on to the 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 profound nature of this work now so it's almost like it's like exhausting to because at the same time, as a projector, I can't just get up on a soapbox and be like, guys, this is the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, I have the, I am a natural spokesperson. I don't have the one eight, but just with my, the way that I'm designed, I do have that capacity. But I have to wait, I have to really wait and be very patient for the right people to kind of come along, you know, all I can do is put out my shingle. That's all I can do, put out my shingle. And um, so like marketing and all of that, I mean, everything, I would say most of it has either been word of mouth, or random people literally finding me. Um, It is difficult to uh, to, 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 to just write, like write it, you know, I can't marketing is, it is challenging. So when you ask about like, you know, what does it look like? Well, I do have an intake form. If people are coming to me for healing and I usually ask, would you like to fill this out? I'm also open to just being flexible and them coming in and we just talk, but there is always a catalytic conversation. They come in and I take, it's like, bring it to the table. Just bring me your stuff. And, um, and it's funny cause I was actually speaking with, um, one of my best, best friends of one, three emotional generator, who is also a very powerful, transformative being. And I was, I was helping her with her, with her project. And I was like, you know, people just need to bring the junk in their trunk. They're you know, like, bring me the junk in your trunk. I'll help sort it out because in many ways, that's what I do too. So, um, yeah, they just show up. Sometimes they have pain in a place in the body. Sometimes they're just like going through drama in their life, whatever it is. And then I don't, ha- I don't have a formula. And this is what I've said too many times is that, for example, you go see a naturopath, you go see an acupuncturist, you go see like anybody who studied any modality they've learned. And there's like things that they do. It's like these protocols. Um, And I'm not saying that there aren't um, practitioners out there who aren't a lot more intuitive or whatever, but this is like no training wheels. Like, you, I have all of that stuff in my pack. The person comes, I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. I never know if we're going to actually spend most of the, the session talking, but. There usually is a point where they'll get on my table. If we're working in person, if we're working by distance, then they just relax in a chair on a bed, whatever. And I just tap in and I'm tapping in and we're really observing what is ready to shift. So it's kind of like this juxtaposition of my own innate wisdom connecting with the client's innate wisdom and it's, it's, it's really rooted in the quantum because as you know, um, there is a very, very palpable and almost like inexplicable thing that happens through observation. Observation itself changes an experiment. So that's really it. It's like observing what is ready to shift. Bring your stuff we're just going to approach it from a place of curiosity. So it's never me saying to the person, I'm the practitioner, you're the client, this is what we're going to do, you need to listen to me at all. This is like you are a 100% unique being, even though yes, your disease or whatever's going on is labeled whatever it is, let's get curious and let's see what's ready to shift.
0: And Mm-hmm. there's something about that, that they're also helping themselves right they, they've come to you which is already a step and then this like like you said so you're not sitting there like even though you are literally like this the savior and the the you know the authoritarian with your first line you know that's not what you're doing at all and that's not what I do either and I really love that 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 there is no power like the, the power is circular it's it's not um the you know the old way the old way of doing things and as I'm listening to you like I had a an image of um like he's like that like the Marie Kondo you know kind of like taking the stuff out of the wardrobe and then okay the you know, shit's all over the bed and then we've got to deal with this like like you said the observation like when you look at when you look at the Look at the, the, the stuff, whether it's physical, emotional, any of it, like looking at it, having an awareness of it, observing is the word you used. There's something very um, empowering about that. Of course, like
1: human design, when I have access to somebody's birth data, right, it's exponentially powerful because nine times out of 10 whatever's going on with them is because they're living out of alignment with who they really are
0: yeah yeah i feel like you're penetrating into my aura because that's about five times now that you've answered like what i was going to ask next it's really funny it's really funny i was going to ask you about human design and so you you did this right so it's kind of layering on top And so do you want to share with me about what's happening when you already have your, your way, your toolbox, and you've already been practicing for so long, this individualized approach to this unique being and along comes human design. And how does that, what's the impact of that on your practice? Very
1: a question because I've actually had two, like, within the span of my career, I've had two very distinct shatterings where I didn't know if I could continue to do this work. And the second one was human design. Until I really realized that they can work beautifully together like one doesn't negate the other but it's like m- the work that I do the healing work that I do is has now been very much changed by human design right. because I don't I mean there's certain things that I just that have shifted for me like I don't do the chakra thing I don't do chakras that was part of the first awakening that happened in 2000 and uh, 2012 And it was very difficult because again, being this heretic, you're working in this spiritual new age well being community and everybody's on this chakra wagon. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing that anymore because it doesn't resonate with me. And so I I went from like, well, I have to throw the baby out with the bathwater just because like, I can't do chakras means I can't do this work. No, not at all. Uh, But when, so when human design came in, it was almost like, like a revelation in the sense that no there there are still centers of the body but it's just they're not one size fits all and this is like almost like the missing piece of why that wasn't working um so that That's been really amazing, having access to somebody's unique blueprint, their configuration, what is defined and consistent, what is undefined and inconsistent, where are they Where are they broadcasting? Where are they receiving? What is it that they're, what are they here to become wise about? What are they struggling with as a result of their openness? Like all of these these things that really lead to very concrete shifts in awareness and therefore shifts in oftentimes in the body.
0: Mm. Yeah. And so do you systematically ask for the birth details?
1: In my intake form, there is a question that asks usually their birth date and then now also their birth time. So, I mean, there are some people that don't have it. There are some cases where I just let them know, look, I would love to look into something that could give me even more clues to what's going on with you. Is there any way you can contact the archives department of the hospital, the birth hospital? So it's like, I have my ways of doing it. That's not like flat out, um, because one thing too, that it's like, not everybody's necessarily open to it. And I'm, I'm still grappling with how to, um, like how to access the tools that I know really work best in a way that is also responding to the needs of the client. Practical. Yeah. Practical. I mean. And not necessarily like, well, this is what we're doing now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When did you find human design or when did it find you?
1: That is also a very good question. So I encountered human design for the very first time in 2010. However, I was very, I wasn't, I was kind of turned off by it in the beginning. I was a bit curious, but it was because I went in through the door of the Gene Keys. Mm-hmm. I remember you, uh, yeah. And like Richard Rudd, and, mm-hmm. and he's so you know lofty and poetic, and yeah. um, I ended up doing a four-month deep dive with the mm-hmm. Gene Keys,
0: yeah. and so like sequence.
1: the activation sequence, yeah. yeah. So like, I knew about my incarnation cross, um, not on in those terms, of course. And, and I was fascinated by the spectrum of consciousness. Like I really like that concept of something kind of like water, water can be liquid, water can be a solid, water can be a vapor. And so it's like those three states, right? Yes. So with, with a frequency, with energies that we have inside of us, I really like that concept. Um, and then, I don't know, I just was just like, into it for some time. And then I i don't know if I consciously stepped away, but like life maybe took me in a different direction. And then it was through um, a really powerful relationship in my life that was maddening. It was just maddening to me because I didn't understand why I was going through certain motions and why I was so bitter. I felt like I was hitting a wall. And so it was one day in 2017, which is interesting because it was like seven year cycle Mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and pull out the Venus sequence, which is one of the Gene Keys sequences. Mm -hmm. And, And I started to look and I don't know why, but it was just like maybe a human design thing has more answers for you. I don't know what it was, but then I remember, I remembered that I was a projector and I'm like, it feels like it's time and like no looking back after that. So my experiment, my human design experiment, I I really counted as starting in December, 2017. So this December is going to be five years.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, how did, how did it feel to know that you're a projector? Like when you found out you're a projector?
1: It was bittersweet. <laughs> like, I don't even think I could use a better term than bittersweet, that's funny. But um, no, but in all seriousness, <laughs> it really was because on one hand, it was such a relief. It was like, oh my goodness, this explains everything. But on the other hand, it was like, why do I have to be a projector? <sighs> like, why, like, why, why am I, why do I have to resign myself to a life of waiting to be recognized and invited? I mean, there's something about it that's just, it, it can feel really heavy mm-hmm. at the beginning, mm-hmm. even though I knew immediately, this is why this, 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 this didn't work. Um, it was very empowering when the day came that I realized what a gift it is to be a projector. Yeah. But it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. There was a lot of stuff to just unpack and, um, come to terms with. But I felt like in many ways, it just like took a weight off. And I find it, it, there is like a honeymoon phase with the experiment when you come into human design and you're all like, yeah, like I'm going to slay the shit out of living my design. You're all like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and then you kind of get your ass handed to you. And uh, the shattering that happens, um, I still am confronted with things like that I thought that I had dealt with or that I thought that I had mastered. And it's like super humbling. But at the same time, there's something that is just like satisfying about that where you're like, right. Yeah. And that's why this is so powerful. It's just like, it brings it, it, because you you get into your living where you're like, you're, you're just living. You're, you're, you're not always, it's not always front and center in your awareness, but then there were always going to be things that then do bring it back. Like, really sharply into focus mm.
0: so mm-hmm. you talked about the gift of being a projector do you want to do you want to share a bit about that
1: okay I can't speak for all projectors yeah but you
0: as a projector yes
1: there's this there's this thing about being a projector where on an auric level when we're plugged in to someone okay and i'm talking about when it's appreciated mm-hmm. when it's appreciated when it's invited it's like this it's like this this direct ray of sunshine mm-hmm. and because we can we're so present you know like we're so locked in mm-hmm. the other person the other person who really, really recognize and recognizes and invites us, mm-hmm. it's like they can receive that. And it, for me, there is something that is so beautiful about that person feeling like they're the only thing that exists in mm-hmm. the universe. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's really a quality that I possess is that when I'm with somebody, I have that capacity to make them feel like they are really the only person in the universe and that they're special and that they're unique and that I love them. Well, I mean, sometimes it's not that type of a dynamic, but, but like always that deep respect and, an honoring for them as an individual, um, and feeling that from somebody else. Obviously it's very different for me as a projector, if I'm with another projector versus if I'm with a generator a manifesting generator or mm-hmm. um, a manifestor or a reflector. I mean, it's just one of the big, um, one of the big, just like an, another gift has really been also to realize that recognition feels different from different types. Ah. Um, because it was so easy to say, well, you know, recognition feels like this. And if it if it doesn't show up like this, it means that it's not recognition. And that has been very humbling, because I feel that um, kind of like, have you ever heard of the five love languages? Yes, yes. So kind of just like in that concept of We all have ways that we expect, or that we feel like we're being loved, but somebody else might show their love in a way that is not that. Yes. So it's super easy, like even with recognition, to say because somebody somebody recognizes me in their way, that I then judge it as well because it doesn't feel like it did with Michaela, for example. Mm -hmm, mm Yes, there is a there is a there is a very recognizable frequency of recognition, but recognition can still feel different. And I've been a lot more open to um, to allowing people to recognize me in their own way, especially manifestors. Like that has been my big, you know, my big thing. Um, I have a lot of manifestors in my life. I've learned. So much from them so much it's unbelievable um, but a lot of it too has just been about my um, my judgments towards the way that their energy is expressed i don't know um, it's been it's been a really amazing learning experience
0: mm. i love what you're saying here because this again is individualized recognition right because i actually had it on my list so i was going to ask you about how recognition feels and and it makes sense to me, you know. We're in the partnership um, studies at the moment, the connection charts, and even that. If you take two two beings, they create this quantum, which is in itself its own unique thing. <laughs> I don't know the words. Yeah. And so I suppose, like every time you come into contact with something, somebody, it creates its own unique. And so the recognition, is, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And so it is a unique recognition. Huh? Never thought about that before.
1: And It, it wouldn't have even occurred to me until, I don't know if it was in living your design. I'm not sure when it was, but one, one of my teachers had said something about like noticing when you're with a group of people, how one person is always going to feel left out. Maybe it was even raw and stuff that Ra had said. And, and, and it's so true. Like it is so true that it is very difficult to be with multiple people. And because there's always going to be somebody that that's like, she either, she doesn't. And of course with the projection field too, um, it's like that laser beam can yeah. only really be on one person at a time, mm-hmm. even though I do have a pentachannel, I'm yes. an alpha, I can do small groups. Um, it's still so different one-on-one. Mm. Right. Like when I'm with you, when I'm with you, do you
0: feel that presence? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and we haven't had much opportunity to be just the two of us. It feels incredibly different. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, Massive gift.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and just you were asking me about the gift. So the only mm. other thing that I would really add is when you come from a lifetime of trying to prove that you have the key, the missing piece for people, and it falls on deaf ears and all of that. When you come from that place, and then you get to a place where people actually see you and come to you and really value that in you without you having to try, there's nothing like it.
0: Mm. There's
1: really nothing like it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I can really feel the, like the beingness, like being true to yourself, your true nature. And yeah, I just love, I love that. I'm gonna take a little pause. I was gonna ask you about your splenic because I was looking at um, your chart and it suddenly hit me today. So splenic projectors, there's so many different ways of being a splenic projector. There's seven different ways I was was having a a look. Um, So you are a splenic projector through your unconscious 5710, the channel of perfected form, like you said. And I was going to ask you, just for people who are new to their experiment and they are a splenic projector, if, if you're able to give them guidance about how how you navigate th- through your Hispanic authority? I mean, so, yeah. Again, like really interesting
1: question and well-timed. So as you know, I've got my YouTube channel and it's been a while, but I've been working on a new video actually for generators and manifesting generators mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. Dilemmas of the Sacral Being. It's eventually going to happen, okay? It's eventually <laughs> going to happen. But one of the things that I talk about that I will be speaking about as I go through my presentation is that we are each so uniquely configured and that even though you're here to respond, you have your own unique response. And there is so much homogenization in the human design community Mm -hmm. about that. And I'm going to be very heretical in my video, but to, so Whether we're talking about sacral beings, whether we're talking about splenic beings, whoever, it doesn't matter what your authority is, is that you are going to find generalized information out there. Whether you are, uh, I don't know, just self-study, looking stuff up about human design, or you read a book, or even if you take LYD, what you're going to get is going to be still generalized information. Oh, you're splenic. Okay. So that means that you need to trust your immediate hunches and it can be easily drowned out It wisp, blah, 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 you know, all the standard stuff. But the thing is, is that just because I'm splenic, I mean, there's a ton of splenic projectors out there, right? But guess what? My authority defining channel, the 1057 channel perfected form, a design for survival. Um, there could be lots of other projectors out there with an unconscious 1057. What are their planetary activations? Yes. You know, So it's like, it goes so deep. And even if you don't know the jargon, even if you have no clue what the hell activates it or this or that, I will always empower whoever I'm with by saying, there is nobody out there who can tell you what your authority feels like. Mm-hmm except for you. And this is something that only you can know over time through experimentation, because there's so many nuances. So having to like, it's like, well, okay, well, they said it should, it should be like this, but that's mental. So, I mean, I've even spoken to other uh, splenic projectors, for example, who have definition from the root to the spleen, for them, oftentimes, because there's that adrenalized intuition, they'll get their hair raised, you know, like mm-hmm. they'll feel the full body goosebumps. For me, it's not really like that. It's like just a knowing. And oftentimes it's my body will move towards the thing or not. Mm-hmm. It's very different from what goes on in the head. A lot of the time where my head is saying, I you should, you should like pushing me with my undefined root also like always under pressure to hurry gate 20 is a mental conditioner for me so it's like just because I'm splenic doesn't mean that it's now I mean it will always be now but now is not always now it's about the right now it's about the right timing of now and the mind can be like yeah but it's now no it's not now so um you'll always have to go in through the generalization but it's something to it's something to really discover over time it's something that's going to have nuances that are very very unique to you and that's why it's super fun to talk about it with other people it's like oh yeah it's like oh you're splenic too how does it like what what's it like like when you just know like when you know that 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 it's right or that it's wrong what does it feel like so i'm still Almost five years later, I'm still getting to, I'm still getting intimate with that. I'm still in a process of discovering how does my unique authority function? And I stopped listening to anybody else. Um, not from the perspective of of negating their experience with theirs, but not allowing anybody else to tell me what it's supposed to feel like, because it is a frequency. There is a frequency of correctness. And I really, really encourage people to get in touch with that frequency of correctness for them, no matter what their authority is.
0: yes. Thank you for not answering my question. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not? Did I not? Did I? Did no, I? I loved. I love, love, love where you took us because it's actually really important. I like uh, obviously when you first get into human design, there are the general generalizations, and um, but in our living your design that we do with with Amy for generators, we actually point out to them. We actually we tell them, look we're all surface level we're all generators manifesting generators but look how each of us is responding and and each of us will have a completely different way and so even when we talk about the sacral you know like we we talk we we inquire how does it feel how does your body feel what does your body do and and in the human design circles I've seen manifesting generators shouldn't make sounds manifesting generators should make sounds like uh-huh uh-uh that's only for general and I just go I've done what you've done and I've just I'm just gonna sit with my sacral and for me I know that it's more of a feeling before the sound comes out but I'm not a, a pure manifesting generator you know I don't have the 3420. I'm not wired that way and so um yeah I really really love what you're saying here and the frequency of correctness. But it's so
1: good to hear you say that, because this is another thing that is going to come out in that video, is that there's so much propaganda in the human design community, that if you're not making these sounds, that you're not, you're actually not in in touch with your authority, which is like the biggest height of bullshit ever. And in fact, I've seen so many people do mental, uh uh-huh, because they think, that that is what they're supposed to sound like and it's like as a projector yes let me tell you I see through that I see through that and I feel sad for that person because they're just they're they're just trying to follow a formula
0: but they're not living it yeah yeah I imagine you see it and you feel it like strongly yeah like live my daughter I can she'll ask me a question it feels so different coming from a projector than it does from a generator sometimes if i really don't have if, if like i don't have access to the sacral i go and ask her to ask me um, and she will often see the answer before i have even said it. And then she'll say I knew you were going to say that because da, 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 da. yeah it's such a powerful relationship. Um, and I love what you said yes. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, about some, I mean, it is so hard because you do have to come in through the generalizations to kind of, because it's, it's it's like, you're not taught this in school. You're not taught this from a, a kid, unless you've been brought up with human design parents, right? You're not taught it. And so there is a kind of this, a mental way in to your authority. Yeah.
1: I did a video. Um, I think it was getting messy in your human design experiment. Not one of the most popular videos by any means, but it was. I it was part of my shattering because I realized too that there is a monumental difference between organically like embodying strategy and authority just from a place of like understanding mechanics like gravity the apple falls from the tree we all have our own unique laws of gravity and even though there are generalized laws of gravity strategy and authority it's like if you're doing that from a place of being dogmatic mentally rigid I am a splenic projector. Therefore, the way that I live my design is, it's not formulaic like that. I mean, yes, that's the way in. But if you keep on holding on to that, you, you it's not going to work. It's actually going to be the most limiting, rigid. If I, for me, I have a saying, authority is non-negotiable, strategy is a guideline. And I will say 100% that if I was mentally rigid about following my strategy all the time i would have missed out on some really 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 good things in my life Mm -hmm. so it's like the best things come through experimentation playing with it how does this work for me Mm -hmm. this guideline of waiting for recognition and invitation this actually really protects me very much Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like, if I adhere to that and I'm like, I will not speak to this person unless they, I mean, I have literally had people when I tried to do it that way, they're like, I don't get these rules, Melanie. Like, can you just, can you just like be, and I see how much it can cut me off from actually being in flow by being too mentally rigid about that. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I noticed in human design that I was holding to the labels. Like I can give myself all these labels about you know, what, what I am, but it's my body that finds out who I am, one decision after the other. But, uh, but I noticed that too. And I did the opposite to you. I went, so human design, and then I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the jinkies as well, you know, because the jinkies is much more, gives me much more room (laughs) and let go of the labels. And I, and I can just sit with, you know, shadow, uh, city gift, shadow gift city um yeah because otherwise I was clinging on too hard to like waiting to respond and 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 did I did I did I respond did did I wait or did I just like and but my body often you know (laughs) takes me somewhere and ends up being the right thing but if I get like you said the mental clinging it feels very um it's kind of like the opposite of what we're here for you know I I, I don't have contact with my body anymore <laughs> you know
1: it just keeps you locked in your head
0: yes yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to yeah. your video
1: yay well maybe <laughs> that will kind of help infuse some energy it's almost done my slides are almost done and then it's just a matter of being in the right space to just deliver mm. and yeah but they're really nice slides I'm very I'm very excited about it
0: yay yay mm-hmm. um would you like to come back on another time I would love to dive into the we share gate three as our earth right yours is conscious mine's unconscious I'd love if if you'd like to come back on I'd love to have a deeper conversation with you about gate three
1: absolutely with this transit Pluto transit and gate 60 and just things that have happened within the last several months like huge lessons from that. It would I would love that. I yeah. would really love it. Okay. That. Yeah. Yay.
0: Mel, yeah. is there anything that uh, we didn't talk about that you that you feel correct to, to talk about? Or healthy to talk about?
1: Something's coming up for me, but is there anything else that you had maybe even taken some notes about that you didn't
0: didn't ask that you wanted to? No, it's hilarious. The the notes, seriously, I think you actually just brought up the notes (laughs) 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 well you know like I'm quite right it's just
1: like Yeah, yeah it's just pulled out so Mm. I don't know you did a fantastic job it was a it was a very inspiring conversation and I'm okay. so honored to have been your first projector guest. oh
0: I'm so happy to have you as the first projector guest thank you so much Mel oh uh, so if people want to reach out to you they can they can get human design readings from you is that right yeah yeah so what I do is I
1: do introductory readings for people who are like fresh off the boat they have never, they're just coming into their design. So it's more of a personal chart overview, 90 minutes, Okay. You go deep, it's recorded. Um, they can go over it as much as they want. And for people who are already into human design, but they just want to geek out, uh, go deeper, like bring stuff to the table. I do coaching by design and I do mm-hmm. 60 minute sessions or 90 minute sessions, depending on like how much somebody wants to talk whatever it is that they're they're interested in in looking at so those are my those are my faves and i'm also doing living your design um it's been a while since my last class i have a very potentially exciting living your design that is going to be happening it's a project that i can't talk about yet until it's launched <laughs> um and I'm also going to be I'm supposed to be doing an intensive weekend out east here in Canada New Brunswick in September so um I mean I'll be doing living your designs every once in a while so that's something too if people are interested in Mm -hmm. the best place to reach me is uh typically through my website so it's just my name Mm melaniehelpert.com um I am eventually after all of this time, I will be. I'm saying this so that it is going to be official that I will have an Instagram account. <laughs> I still am not on Instagram. Um, but I, I do have a professional Facebook page as well. It's just Melanie Halpert CBP. Okay. I think even just putting my name, the page should come up. So, yeah, I could be reached there
0: through Messenger as well. And your YouTube channel. So, I'll link all of that below below and um yeah i'd love to have you on again i've already got more questions for you but
1: yay yay (laughs)
0: anytime i loved it thank you honey so are we feeling complete yes are you